Well, good morning to you. There you are. This is Danny Smith, your Bible teacher with DK Ministries, and we are glad uh, that you have tuned in or stumbled upon our podcast today and hope you enjoy it. <clears throat> For those who have been listening, welcome back. For those the first time, glad you're here and, and hope both of you return again. Listen, we're a day late. <clears throat> we normally release these on Wednesdays, uh, but yesterday things happened, and so today we're doing it on Thursday. So if you were looking for it yesterday, uh, <laughs> I don't mind anybody panicked, but don't worry. Here we are. <clears throat> here we are today. So here we go. If you, don't worry about the dog. Keep doing anything about the noise in the background. Uh, if you can find your copy of God's Word, turn with me to Book of Revelation, Book of Revelation chapter eighteen through twenty nine. Revelation chapter two eighteen through twenty nine. Dog will get quiet in a moment. Anyway. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 29. As you're doing that, as you're finding your copy of God's Word, which hopefully you will do, can do, uh, agree to do, whatever you want to say. Uh, as you're doing that, let me give you some information. You can contact us at dspreacherman at gmail.com, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. And we'd love to hear from you. But there's no sense complaining about the dog. The dog's more popular here than I am, so... <laughs> <laughs> so don't say well Danny you need something about the dog <clears throat> because I'm afraid it would not be the dog that moves <laughs> so uh, other, other than that we'd be glad to hear uh, we'd be glad to hear from you love to hear from you and uh, just let us know what you think and uh, you can also contact us by looking at uh, look us up on the Facebook at DK Ministries and, and then my personal Facebook page, Danny Smith. On the Facebook pages, we have videos and different things. Uh, our services, which we preach uh, and lead at Taylor Creek Baptist Church on Sundays, uh, are usually there as well. Now, I say usually because <clears throat> I don't know. Um, we have technical problems from time to time. It, it usually that involves that I didn't do something right. <laughs> So, there you go. But anyway, now the dog is settled down, still standing at the door, <coughs> looking at the door as if as if she can see through it. <coughs> anyway, if you were going to get God's Word out, if you were going to turn to Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 through 29, you're there by now. So this is a continuation of a discussion we have started uh, based on the seven letters to the seven churches that Jesus uh, has given to us, and which combines, you know, form the beginning of the book of Revelation. And in these seven letters, we're not chasing theological rabbits. We're not looking under, you know, rocks for things that nobody else has ever told you or whatever. What we're looking at is the messages that Jesus gave to those churches <laughs> so that we might get the message he wants to give to our churches today. And, and today, we want to make sure that our churches aren't corrupted with their teaching and their preaching and, and, and their, you know, fellowshipping. We just want to make sure the churches. Uh, going in the right direction, doing the right thing, uh, staying on target. And that is because this church <coughs> that Jesus wrote to, the church of Thyatira, uh, well, they were corrupt. They were allowing people who shouldn't be preaching and teaching to teach and preach. And um, we could we could discuss that, but I don't see any point in that this morning. It's not what our goal is. Our goal is to talk about, to discover uh, God's truth for us today, uh, the message for us today from this letter, uh, what he would ha have our churches to be. And we have spent some time looking at these letters, working our way through them. And every every time we do that, we try to find a, you know, a truth for the day or, or something that helps us become, uh, reminds us uh, the, the, the kind of church we want to be. And, and the same is true <clears throat> in this letter. And really, since we've been studying the first two chapters of the book of Revelation, we've done that in every sermon. And so, 
in the sixth thing, <coughs> or the sixth point we're making, uh, we want to be the kind of church that protects the reputation of the church while continuing to reach out uh, to the souls of the lost. And so we want to protect the church on the one hand and, 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 and love the church, value the church, treasure the church. But on the other hand, never, ever, ever lose that desire to see people saved. Uh, and and it, it sounds good. I hope it sounds good. Or it sounds easy. Uh, but it's not because there is always that push pull. There's always that oh, this is you know if this we do this, that's going to cause that. Well, what happened with our tower? Basically, they had allowed a, a uh, corrupted teacher come in. There's no other phrase for it. Uh, doubt that her name, uh, their name, is the name used in scripture. We think that's more of a, a parallel to an Old Testament character. However, um, this individual had come in and had really wrecked havoc with the witness and the and the strength of the church. Okay, Revelation chapter two, verses eighteen to twenty-nine. And to the angel of the church of Tower write: uh, These things says the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and its feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience, and it's for your works uh, that last are more than the first. So they are doing things. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and interject this here uh, so you can relax just a bit on the reading. They were, they were busy, and they were doing some things. And they were doing, if you, if you were looking for a church, you'd want a church who are doing things. you want a church who loves, a, a church who serves, who has faith, and, and who's patient with others, and, and who always seem to be looking for the next thing to do, who's, you know, who, oh, we're going to do more this year than last year. You want that. Nevertheless, Jesus said, nevertheless, verse 20, I have, things, I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Well, I'm not sure, but I don't think, I feel like I'm, you know, on solid ground here. I don't think it was the title she gave herself that was the problem. I think it was the actions she was ta that she was taking and leading others to take as well. She called herself a prophetess. You know, in today's world, everybody has titles. Everybody's got a title. It's hard to remember people's titles. It's hard to uh, sometimes make sense of them, but everybody's got a title. And, and, and I don't know that it's changed. I, you know, human nature's kind of the same. Uh, this, this individual had, she called herself a prophetess. Uh, Jesus talks to you like it's a woman. I'm assuming that it was. Like I said, I don't think her name was really Jezebel. Uh, the one commentator I read this week, or really I guess last week now, uh, made the point that no one would name their child Jezebel or what happened there. And uh, I, I made the point Sunday morning in Taylor Creek Baptist Church, well, have you seen some of the names, heard some of the names people have today? And they're based on all kinds of stuff. Although I'll have to admit uh, that, you know, the writers probably write, people probably didn't just come out and name their uh, daughter Jezebel, uh, at least at the time. I don't know if that's done today. I don't know. I haven't looked up popular names. But that was the point there. But I think the problem lies not only, you know, it lies not with the name per se, lies with what the individual was doing and what they were teaching. And then the title that they that they had uh, as a prophetess and, and, you know, someone, who, you know, with authority, someone should be listened to. But anyway, here's what, let me read it, Revelation 2.20 again. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allow, there was, no one, she wouldn't force in anyone uh, to listen to her. Uh, and, and she wouldn't force in, you know, she wouldn't come in by gunpoint and, and say, you got to give me a podium to teach or whatever. They were allowing it. Uh, probably no one was wrong. Certainly no one was wrong. 
Certainly know it was unwise, but, you know, churches today, look, a lot of the problems we have in church today is because at some point, sometime, some place, churches begin to allow things they shouldn't allow to take place in the walls of the church. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. We need to move on. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual morality, and she did not repent. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, so just make the point. God gives us time to repent. Now, in this particular instance, he named a particular thing he gave her. Uh, he gave her time to repent of. Uh, I'm sure there must have been conviction involved. There must have been uh, uh, people who went and, and shared with her. Anyway, uh, she didn't repent. And, 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 and well, uh, there used to be no saying, the jig is up, the time is up. And so time was up. I did. I gave, verse 21 again, I gave her time to repent of her sexual morality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her to sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her to great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest of Thyatira. In other words, there were, even though all this was going on there, some people who remained faithful. And to them, Jesus says, as many as do not have this doctrine, uh, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden. But hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end to him I will give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessels, and also shall uh, and as I also have received from my father, I will give him the morning star. And then that is that this admonition that we're familiar with by now. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Uh, one of the fascinating things about this this letter is it, it, it is the longest letter to the seven churches, but it is in this, the this smallest location geographically. And just if we're going to draw a lesson from that, it would, I think, be something like this. The Lord's not worried about our size or location. He is focused on our faithfulness. And I think one of the things that we have forgot today is what it means to be faithful. And, and certainly this church, they were doing all this stuff, but still they weren't faithful with their teaching and their preaching and everything else. Well, well, there's some things about faithfulness I, I just want to remind you of real quick before we go on. Faithfulness is not a game we play. Um, a lot of times today, there seems to be this big game going on. There was a recent trial for a lawyer. I don't want to get into a big thing. I don't want to you know, pull you down. But uh, who was accused of lying to the FA, FBI and who apparently from the, from the evidence uh, presented did lie to the FBI. But the foreman of the jury has come out and made some comments about there's worse things to do than lie to the FBI. And, and, and basically, they weren't, gonna, they weren't going to, you know, uh, cause someone guilty because they had lied to the FBI, which, by the way, is illegal. Um, well, what they were saying is we don't care about that particular transgression. We don't care about that particular thing. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't do that. He cares about it all. So if you're messing up somewhere, he's going to give you time to repent. But at some point, you're going to reap what you sow. That's what the Bible says. And, and, and most of us could have personal testimony of that and attest to it. Faithfulness is not a game we play. Words, they're not. Faithfulness is not words we simply use. Um, there are some people who, you know, they have the verbiage down pat. You hear them when they talk and you hear what they say. You say, oh my gosh. These people, well, a lot of times they're not what they claim to be, okay? Uh, so faithfulness is not a game we play. It's not words we use. It's not the amount of scripture we read. I have been, and, and maybe you have too, I've been in places where uh, people have made a point of bragging on their reading, how many, how much scripture they read and, and everything else. Uh, listen, listen, 
it is much more important to live the word than just simply read the word. And there are a lot of people, yes, who who read it but don't live it. That you got to do both that go hand in hand. Uh, I, I want you to read all the scripture you can. Um, uh, you know, it would be a little self-serving now for me to go in and tell you about my reading program. <laughs> After having said that, <clears throat> so I'll just say this. I don't care if you read 20 chapters a day, that's awesome. But if you don't live it, you're not doing any good, okay? If you leave, read two verses a day and, and, and you're, you're living the truth that you have learned from God, you're doing good. You're doing better. Faithfulness is not the amount of scripture we read. Faithfulness is not the things we do. Faithfulness is the life we live. And so here is Jesus speaking to this church that has become corrupted in its teaching and, and thus in its behavior, even though it's doing some things that you look at externally, oh, they're doing great and wonderful things. A friend of mine yesterday was telling me about some stitches he got after surgery. Uh, he got some externally. Well, you can see those. But then he talked about some internally that he got. And he is the second person, at least the second person recently, who has had surgery, who got, you know, External and internal um, stitches. Well, you can't see the internal things. And what Jesus is dealing with is something within the walls of the church, within the, the fellowship of the church. And to the world, they've seen all this busyness, I suppose. All these things we talked about or, or that, he, that he mentioned. <laughs> you know, um, he, Jesus says it this way. Works, love, service, faith, and patience. And, and it's grace. The last is more than the first. But all that other stuff that's teaching of quote-unquote Jezebel, well, that had uh, given them a difficult time and had put them in a bad place and had put the church on the wrong path and Jesus has given them time to repent, given her time to repent and those involved with her time to repent, but they haven't. And you say, well, okay, Brother Danny, what do we do today? You know, because then the rest of our retire, those who were faithful, well, they found themselves uh, in the position of belonging to that church and, and have to deal with what was happening there. So what do they do? Well, number one, I, they, we, we have to stand firm personally. And, and when it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's unbiblical, we need to move away from it. And and um, if you can't, if you if there's unbiblical practices in a particular church and you can't get it straight, <coughs> then find another church, okay? You say, Brother Danny, you say that like it's easy. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, after 28 years, had to find a new church. <laughs> we retired, and, and 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 they were going to get a new pastor, and he didn't need us there uh, looking over his shoulder or whatever, so we had to find a place to go, and we had to do that immediately. We found a church that we now pastor <laughs> with no plans to pastor it, uh, but through uh, a series of events, I suppose you say, you know, God moving, uh, almost three years later, two and a half years, whatever it was, uh, we wound up pastoring this wonderful church. I love it. They're, they're great folks, but you got to stand for personally. <clears throat> and and I know it's tough, but and and our move from that church um, that we had pastored for so long, it wasn't predicated on them doing a bunch of stuff wrong. Just predicated on us needing to get out and giving them and their who was ever going to be their new pastor and whoever was going to come work with them in the interim help prepare them for their new pastor. And they didn't need us looking over their shoulder. And in that process, uh, before we became Pastor Taylor Creek, uh, we found we wound up serving 18 months in uh, in, in a church called South Macomb Baptist Church in, in Macomb, Mississippi. And love that those were, those were wonderful people. Love that church. Um, and in the process, we got a moment where we were able to join the church. We have thought we would join uh, for years, 
uh, Eden Baptist Church here in uh, not far from our house. My granddad and grandmother went there. It's their church. And we have wanted to belong there. And we do did for a while officially belong there. And, uh, and so when God moved us <laughs> to become the pastor of Taylor Creek, well, <clears throat> we had to go back to Taylor Creek. So, uh, and all those moves brought with them some difficult things. Now, we never joined South Macomb Baptist Church. Let me say that. Uh, we did their interim work. We knew that we were not called to be their pastor. But when it came time for us to leave, and it did, because we needed to get out of their way as well, whew, that was hard. That was very hard. Uh, you know, you love churches. You love the church you go to. Uh, both Spring Creek and, and South Macomb, when I hear things and talk to people, and, and I rejoice over the good things that you hear and everything else, and I must not be a part of those, but that's not what we're supposed to be. Um, part of having to part of standing firm personally is being where you're supposed to be. So those in Thyatira had to stand firm personally. And if they were forbidden to do that or not allowed to do that, then it would have been time to do something else. Now, not as easy in that day as it is today to find a new church. But if you're going to stand firm personally, there are times where you have to do that. Okay, so here's what we do. <clears throat> we stand firm personally, but we love totally. I mean, we just, you know, just we love people. Uh there have been some mistakes made in <clears throat> recently in the uh, the leaders of a certain denomination, bad mistakes, terrible mistakes. And there are a lot of people wanting to throw stones and rocks and bury that denomination, all this kind of stuff. Oh, sorry, that's not the thing to do. Were people wrong? Yes. Were people wronged? Yes. But throwing stones at people is not going to get it done. We've got to love in that. We've got to, you know, we have to do some corrective things, obviously. Well, at times, but we have to love totally, okay? So stand firm personally, love totally, and then we have to move forward determinedly. You just have to be determined to keep on moving, to keep, and not, uh, there's a truth, and, and there used to be a saying with this, and, and, and right now I don't know it because I hadn't planned on telling you. In fact, uh, this whole podcast is going to end with nothing I was prepared to say. <laughs> but uh, we have to move forward with determination, move forward determinedly, you just not let anything knock us off track. And, and trust me, Satan will do everything in the world that he can to keep us off track. And then we have to commit ourselves daily uh, to, you know, picking up our cross and following him or uh, however you want to say it. Uh, we've got to do the things that he wants us to do and, and go there. Listen, I, I know that um, there's so many more things we could say about the Church of Thyra Tower. And for those purists, I guess, who want to come to these letters and find every hidden truth we we haven't done what you would like to do but as i said at the beginning that's not why this podcast and that's not why we're studying these letters we're studying these letters to learn what jesus would would want us to understand about the church we need to be and we've talked about that today and and we need to be a church that you know stands for the truth of god and has the preaching of god but then also, when we understand we're wrong or, we're, or, or we've messed up or we've sinned, that we have a willingness as the body of Christ to correct that. Okay, well, <clears throat> that's it for today. We were glad that you were here. The church at our tower is busy, but wrong. Let's become busy and blessed. Let's do what God would have us do. Nothing, nothing more, but certainly nothing less. So let's do what God would have us do and become what God would have us to have. There are so many things that uh, we could close this this chapter, this passage, this podcast with. Perhaps 
Romans chapter 12 is the best, the best place. You go look it up. Those first couple of verses there, Romans 12, as God, as, as, as Paul talks about, inspired by the Holy Spirit, our reasonable service. It is reasonable to walk the walk, talk the talk, and live the life. And not allow anything or anybody, any message or messenger, to get us off track. To make sure that we are fulfilling the will of God, following the word of God, and focusing on the direction of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Hey, let us know what you think of this of this podcast. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. Every single thing is lowercase even the ad, I think. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com. All lowercase. You know, give us an email. Let us know. Hey, Brother Danny, I like that. Oh, gosh, Brother Danny, we should get back on track. Now, if you like to tell others, if you don't, go ahead and tell us. <laughs> okay. I tell people about the podcast. Hey, listen, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And truly, if you enjoyed it, tell other people. God bless you. We'll see you next time.